this week's episode of Buried the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Repressed columnist Jen Zaratti. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Repressed multimedia producer Aaron Labar. And today on the show, we're going to be talking all about concert reviews and the kickoff of festival season. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Father's Day because it's coming up this weekend. And we're going to be talking about bathing suits and beach bods. So Jen and I just spent the last 10 minutes looking at our own podcast on iTunes to see... As you do. Yeah, you know, to see if we had any reviews or ratings. I expected there to be absolutely no feedback whatsoever, but we have six whole reviews. We have a handful of feedback, and it's all good feedback, which is really unusual and scary for me (laughs) yeah everyone hates jen's columns (laughs) but yeah we have six reviews starred reviews on itunes and i'm pumped about it me too five of them are five star one of them is four star that's that's exciting we'll take it we'll We'll take take it it. and thanks everyone for listening and for those who did take the time to to have reviews and and leave star ratings we really appreciate it and we read everything so yeah and if you uh like this podcast please tell your friends (laughs) <laughs> way to sell it jen way to sell it that's what i am saleswoman how was your week uh it was good we we were off last week so we have a bit of ground to cover Cause today because of, of jen enjoying her life and being on holidays um what did i do i went for dinner yes a big fancy dinner a fancy dinner a fancy exclusive club dinner <laughs> so my my partner's family is part of one of the clubs in the city and Every once in a while, uh, I've never been to one before, but apparently once or twice a year, the chef does these sort of big tasting menu kind of things. And this one was a wine pairing event. So when I hear like wine pairing and and this, mm-hmm. like six course dinner, I think all these yeah. courses are going to be smaller so that you can eat everything. And they're going to be like tasting. There's a drizzle of <laughs> some compote. <laughs> right. Like cracker. a two bite, three bite kind of thing. Yeah. And then like a tasting size glass of wine. No, this was six full courses. Like the oh my God. a seafood course, four meat courses, and a dessert course. That's incredible. All with wine, like full glasses of wine. So one of them had two glasses of wine. Oh. <laughs> so needless to say, we did not drive home that night. Two different glasses of wine? Yeah, one red and one white because they couldn't figure out which one would be the best pairing for that specific dish. Um, yeah. And between the 17 people that were there, we plowed through 25 bottles of wine. Oh, my God. I know. And the best thing... Is that it was a, like a prefix, right? So it, for the entire thing, including tax and tip, was seventy dollars. That is a steal. Yes, it was. It was amazing. That is, uh, yeah, that's great. So that was like the most exciting part of my last two weeks, probably. I also had a tasting dinner. Oh that yeah, I did um, when I was on holidays. I'm in a wine club that um, my best friend and I had started. That's not surprising to me at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a book club, but we skip the reading. books. Yeah. <laughs> It's a book club that admits what it is, basically. Um, so, yeah. So, what we usually do is, uh, like, three of us will bring wine and a pairing. But we decided mm-hmm. to do a field trip. And we did a tasting dinner at the Wine House, um, which they do with Loaf and Honey. So, they're, like, a local duo that does these tasting dinners. And mm-hmm. it was super delicious. And, yeah, there's this little room in the back of the Wine House, like the wine store in Keniston, where mm-hmm. they do these. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And, like... It, the food was so good. There was like some sort of um, like lavender custardy deliciousness Ooh, for sounds, yeah. dessert that I'm still thinking about. <laughs> and a goat cheese salad that was also Ooh. amazing. So yeah. Also- but were they like tasting size portions? No, they were like the same as yours. Oh, it was like, yeah, it was. People are going all out. I was full. 
and it was I was, it was too full. It was four course, <laughs> which I thought was a good size, but mm-hmm. it uh, yeah, it was uh, it was delicious. And then uh, this week, Jazz Fest is starting. Yes, and we're gonna be talking a little bit about festival season in the main segment. In the main segment, but I've been doing a lot of prep work for that. So work wise, that's pretty much all I've been doing for the past couple weeks. <laughs> So, it is uh, the middle of June, which means we are about to embark on festival season. We are. Everyone really looks forward to summer, and I'm just like, oh god, here comes the busiest eight weeks of my year, for sure. Yeah, it's pretty much a marathon for those of us who work in arts and life and or are arts and life adjacent, like myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But Erin and I were talking about concert reviews, because both she and I have done that job. Yes. I used to do Aaron's job and sometimes pinch hit for her when she takes a rare vacation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you currently do that job. Oh boy, do I. And we were talking about how it's kind of one of the more misunderstood roles, I think, oh, yeah. of the newspaper. For sure. Um, because I think a lot of people just don't realize how... <laughs> they think it's super duper fun and it's not. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> you have the best job. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what happens for your concert review that you're reading in the following day's paper, that that shit is written at the show, <laughs> yes. which I which I think a lot of people don't really conceptualize. Right. And I didn't conceptualize until I started doing it. Well, because it's every other review, like a theater review, TV, film, sure. what have you. They see the production and then they go home and work on it later. We do not have that <laughs> no, luxury. We do not. So it's kind of, I always liken it to reviewing concerts as like really hardcore reporting with some analysis attached to them because mm-hmm. it's just like you have time to get the facts down because basically what happens is you get up to a press box if there is one mm-hmm. and a headlining band, say at Bell MTS Place, goes on at nine. Our deadline for print is 10.15. That gives us one hour and 15 minutes to write anywhere between 600 and 800 words about a thing that is happening in real time. Right. So, and on top of that, you're lucky if they go on at nine o'clock, first of all. A lot of them don't go on until 9.15, 9.30. And every every minute you lose is just like more stress coming in. My heart rate's already rising. Just thinking (laughs) about it. Yeah. But then on top of that, you know, you're trying to do some sort of comprehensive analysis while... Have an opinion. And have opinion while 10,000 people are screaming at the top of their lungs in your ears and, and music is, is blaring. Playing. So like trying to concentrate with all of that stuff going on is just like so exhausting. I don't think people really understand that. It's... But it's... I know you are less of a fan of it than yes. me. <laughs> I... That rush is like... I'm pretty addicted to the adrenaline. I hate it. Reviewing. I hate it so much. I like it. <laughs> I don't. I, it's one of those things. It's like exercise. I don't necessarily enjoy it while it's happening, but after it's like, oh, yeah, it's okay, good well, to get it done. Well, after, know? yeah. After there's sort of like this weird relief. Yeah. That's, it's like sort of the opposite of an adrenaline rush, like yeah. the crash. Yeah. Yeah. So but I, I, I almost trouble sleeping after. Yeah. And then the next morning I almost feel hungover because I'm so like, totally. My, so my brain is just like pounding and. Yeah, it's it's intense. What were some of your more stressful shows that you've done? Um, well, the, probably the most stressful one I can think of off the top of my head was uh, Tragically Hip. Not because of any sort of like they went on right on time. I had lots of time to, to write it. But just the sort of emotional attachment to that show for a lot of people mm-hmm. was very... Uh, 
stressful for me to manage because I've never been a huge tragically hip fan. So I, in a way, it's probably good that I was the one reviewing the show because I didn't have all that kind of baggage with it. But at the same time, I'm like, how am I going to do this justice when I'm the only one in this arena who's not crying? And and I kind of made a point to not include a star rating for that reason because I'm like, I don't even want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. So I would never include star ratings if I had, if I had my, my way. Choice. But yeah. we've had this discussion many times. Yeah. We hate them. <laughs> we hate them, but it's it's above our pay grade, that decision. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine were... There's been a few. Most of them are logistical stress. Yes. Um, so... Anything at Investors Group Field, I dread for weeks yeah because there's no press box there there's no press box the internet connection is really really rough it's super hard to do anything and you have to sit in your seat and and they're always big deal shows right because they're the stadium Mm -hmm. and i mean there's only maybe 10 12 acts in the world that can do a stadium tour right Mm -hmm. because it's it that's a big attendance number um but my very first concert review for the free press was when I was a freelancer Mm -hmm. and I was already stressed about it because it's like being called to the NHL and uh it was Lauren Hill who I know goes on famously famously late yeah and of course she did so it was that panic of oh god my very first time I'm not going to make a print deadline Mm because she went on after 10 15 Mm -hmm. um luckily editors understood and let me have the time to actually write a review um, the most recent time was when I was filling in for you for Kanye West. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, so not my first rodeo. I have reviewed dozens and dozens and dozens of arena shows by now. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm so prepared. I always get too hungry, I find. Oh, yeah. I always like, have snacks. The gnawing pit in your stomach I mm-hmm. associate with reviewing concerts. because It's like, I haven't eaten in hours. Uh, but I had a snack. Like, I was ready what I did not have was a laptop charger. No. And I only had 30% left on that is, my computer. That is difficult. Yeah. I ended up having to like get my husband to leave the event he was at, drive home, drive me the charger, get down from the press box and back up while the show was <laughs> still going on. So. But, you know, it, we always make that deadline, which is... We always do. Kind of impressive in and of itself. But, yeah. But the other thing that makes this stressful is not only the demands of getting you know song titles right and like because you're not always going to be reviewing bands that you know no actually rarely are you reviewing yeah, bands that you know like very well great yeah bro country state of whatever <laughs> 20, 2013 <laughs> yeah um there's also the fact that you are writing for an audience that knows just as much as you do if not more who are super fans often more and who are going to be very very mad if you mess anything up right but there's I yeah I've stopped trying to please the people because you can't like if you write a good review oh, yeah, you can't. people are gonna get mad if you write a bad review people are gonna get mad so it's just kind of like oh yeah I've had literal phone calls about three and a half star reviews <laughs> because they should have been six stars out of five well you know Tweetgate of uh 2016 with Boy George and Culture Club yes he was not a fan <laughs> I I gave Culture Club what I thought was a pretty decent three and a half star review mm-hmm. very complimentary. And he um, tweeted it out to his people and tagged me in it. And then his fans proceeded to tweet at me for the next several weeks um, how terrible I am and how I don't know anything about music. So that was that was great. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, as we head into festival season. um, Yeah, like, you know, go easy on us, guys. (laughs) Think of us up there trying to crying, uh, (laughs) (laughs) trying to uh, do the impossible. Yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned off the top, Jazz Fest 
starts mm-hmm. or started. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of the unofficial kickoff to festival season here in Winnipeg. And there are a ton of festivals. Oh, I'm going to list all the ones off that I can think of. Okay. Jazz Fest, Country Fest, Folk Fest, Fringe Fest. Then we have that new Canada Summer Games Festival that's sort of in the lull. Folklorama, uh, Interstellar Rodeo. And there's like ones outside the city. So like Harvest Moon is uh, at the end of, no, September, sometime in September. Yeah, it's a lot. It's pretty much eight weeks straight. Yeah, it's bananas. Um, so and we, we go to the mall. We go to the mall. Yeah. Um, and I, like, I don't know how, I don't know even if the average person does, I'm sure there's a few hardcore Winnipeggers out there that go to every single festival. I feel like one or two festivals would be a normal amount. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so, like your tips for making the most out of the festivals that you are going to. So first of all, I would say if you are do you want to go to a bunch of festivals, but your funds are limited and you don't want to pay for all these passes because it is does get expensive and prices do go up every year. There's a lot of contests in this city to win passes. Mm-hmm. So do your research, enter for these contests. I can't even tell you how many friends of mine have won weekend passes to, you know, Interstellar or Folk Fest or whatever. So Google around, enter some contests because that's probably your best bet too. There's also um, Jazz Fest for sure has free stages. Yes. And there's often, even if you don't see like Fringe too, even if you don't see a ton of plays, there's always... Old Market Square is where it's at. Yeah. You can participate in the energy of the event. Yes. But if Um, when you're actually at a festival and you're feeling kind of overwhelmed about what to see... Something like Folk Fest, um, they do a really good job programming their day stages. Mm-hmm. So if there's like one person that you really want to see or that you recognize, my suggestion would be to go to that stage that they're performing and just hunker down for the day. Yeah. Because you're guaranteed to see at least one or two other acts throughout the day that you're going to love. So I also, with Folk Fest, end up following around a few people. So, oh, yeah. And like go to all their workshops because yep. then whoever they're playing with, I end up seeing other bands that I end up following around for sure but having a plan is good so invest in them programs yes I know that there's usually a charge for them now but it's really honestly well worth your investment to buy a program and then spend no matter what festival we're talking about here right or pick up a like if you can if they have free ones pick up a program either way have a program mark it up have a plan yes because Uh, you are spending all that money and you don't want to waste your time kind of wandering around being confused and you're not going to be able to see everybody you want to see even we even we can yeah and that that goes for any festival any festival yeah um so yeah just really like do a little bit of research plan out your day and don't try to plan too much i think that's also another yes, thing i'm a classic over planner yeah and i think i can fit more into a day than i can yeah but you want to enjoy it right you want to be exactly. able to relax too because summer should not be stressful <laughs> exactly and then i would also recommend rotating the festivals that you go to absolutely yeah yeah so if there's you know a year where you decide i'm gonna go to this festival instead of this festival or i'm gonna try this festival that i've never gone to Mm -hmm. um because there's so many of them that i'm sure there's festivals that people go you know i know that that happens every year but i've actually never gone right go see check it out even if you like buy a day pass yeah that's another option the whole thing is to just do day passes and not the weekend passes pick a day you like and not to toot our own horn too much but we do have a lot of pre-festival coverage in the paper our arts department works really hard on our festival coverage to provide you with those kind of best bets and those sort of to streamline your decision making if you need that kind of guidance and drink water Oh, take water always. Drink more water. And have trail mix in your bag. Snacks are good. (laughs) 
Uh, speaking of summer, so the the not just festivals, but also it's it's bathing suit season. Yay! <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> I'm su- super excited about that. Um, so I don't know if you've noticed this that one piece bathing suits they're back back they are back baby i'm here for that i have always preferred a one piece i have mixed feelings i like them because i just feel more like not that i'm a sporty person but i just feel like more contained um, yeah i just feel more comfortable but my issue is peeing i don't like getting like fully naked to go to the bathroom which is the best part about wearing a two-piece in any or a tankini which is kind of like the best of both worlds yeah I'm right now my my go-to is the high-waisted bottoms. Oh yeah, just like a normal like bikini top. I like that too. Yeah. Um the one pieces though that are fashion <laughs> is trying to make happen. Yeah. Uh, like nude bathing suits for example, which just basically look like ineffectual spanks. Right. It's like I don't want to wear this to th- like who says, "Hmm, band-aid color, that's for me." <laughs> like it's fashion forward, Jen. I hate it. Or like weird stuff on the sides, like the cutouts are a big deal. Yeah, like, but I, I feel like that's not gonna be conducive to me staying clothed. Also, I literally have a weird tan line on my leg that is older than my one-year-old niece. <laughs> so all these like, ran, I, like if I get a tan, I have it for life. So I right. can't have these weird cutouts because I would just have like a weird like, oh, cool, a weird triangle on my sternum. Like, what do you think about this whole idea of getting your summer body in shape to begin with i hate it yeah i like i'm a big believer in if you want a beach body you put your body on a beach done right um but it's still it's funny how even with the uptick in body positivity Mm -hmm. and body acceptance and the fact that there are more bathing suits besides like a thong available right that it's still this message that you have to like prep yeah and like, <laughs> prep for get summer a trainer and remove all your body hair and like be worried about whether you're like an apple or a pear or a triangle or a parallelogram like you know like it's just <laughs> an obtuse angle there's enough like you know i know my body type is enjoys carbs like that and i'm fine with that yeah. you know like i'm not going to just because i want to enjoy a beach that i feel like i need to get like right in- pristine physical shape as though i'm training well, for a role in a superhero movie. also like, i know that that for me is impossible like it's just never going to happen i will so, never have abs no That's, and i'm okay with that but i don't like yeah. when people tell me that i need to <laughs> change my lifestyle for a specific season like and yet there's part of my brain that will be like yeah i could have like maybe i should eat seven your, almonds as a snack oh <laughs> you know? you're brainwashed jen I, it's it it's you have to catch it yeah. Because it's so everywhere and it happens every single season. So, you know what? If you want to have a beach body, put your body on a beach. You know what? Mm. I wish that there was such a thing as a winter bod. <laughs> They'd be like, <laughs> okay, ladies, time to get your fat sto- stores stocked up. Let's eat a bunch of protein and carbs. I'm um, like- letting myself go for winter is why I live in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this weekend is Father's Day. It is Father's Day. And happy we, Dad's Day, Happy Dad's, Dad's Day. Um, we did a little uh, spiel for Mother's Day, so we figured that we should do uh, something equivalent for, for Dad's Day. Um, I don't even remember what we talked about with our moms, but do you have any favorite dad stories to share? I think we talked about just like about why, our moms. Why they're great. Why they're great. Yeah. 
Um, my dad doesn't really enjoy public declarations of love and neither do I, (laughs) but I do. Um, and it was funny because you kind of pulled together a a feature that a bunch of people in the newsroom participated in. I did. And I was on holiday, so I missed it. But, um, talking about like just advice that your dad has given you and, I don't like, I couldn't remember like a ex- specific example of advice that my dad has given me, but my dad is definitely like, I think I inherited my sense of humor from him. Mm-hmm. He's why I'm into music the way that I am and like mm-hmm. culture, like, and it's really fun being able to talk to someone about music and movies and TV and who's as passionate about it as you are. Mm-hmm. And so I inherit that from him too. Right. And he's definitely like the love is an action word kind of yeah guy. so like yeah, yeah. yeah he'll come over and like fix my broken door and like do stuff <laughs> like that so yeah I have actually relatively similar relationship with my dad because my mom and my brother are both very um science minded mm. they're more sort of the, I don't know if that's left brain or right brain but whatever my dad and I are more on the art side of things mm-hmm. he's an English teacher and and uh also loves music and film and tv and all that kind of stuff and he sort of inspired my love of travel he took me to Europe for the first time when I was 13 and and uh yeah he's just always been so supportive of me and was so happy when I moved to New York so that he could come and visit and Aww. yeah and he's also I mean he's he's better with words I suppose but he, his way of showing me that he loves me is to buy me cured meats and <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go to their house and he'll be like oh there's five sausages in the fridge for you and I'm like thanks dad that's great <laughs> and the other day he bought me a cannoli from DeLuca's and like it's like he just tries to feed me and that's how he that's how I know that he cares. Aww. Well, to all the dads out there, including our dads, happy Father's Day. Our last segment of the day is what we're reading, watching, and or listening to. Mm-hmm. Jen, would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, I am catching up on all my Netflix. So I just mm. actually finished the most recent season of The Mindy Project. I was way, way behind on that. No kidding. Yeah. That show got so much funnier. Really? I feel feel the opposite. Really? I liked the first two or three seasons the best. And then after like Jody came in, I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm into this anymore. Oh, that's why I uh, see. I'm the opposite. I'm like, see you later, Danny. Oh, he's the the worst. He's a bit of a butt. Yeah. He's a bit of a butt. But on, um, I'm also watching like speaking of like newer shows that I'm less behind on is house of cards. Okay. I'm one episode in kind of dry, so I couldn't push through. It's, uh, yeah, it's moving slowly. I'm committed because now I'm in, (laughs) so I have to stick things out, which is how I roll. Mm -hmm. Like I can't ever just drop something. I have to keep. Oh, I'll watch it, but I won't like it. But yeah, it's uh, (laughs) a, it's a bit slow moving this season, but I feel like Robin Wright is my reason for I love her so much I can't even express in words how much I love Robin Wright I know Robin Wright forever because Princess Bride is my favorite movie of all time and then I saw her in Wonder Woman and I just about cried and then now she's the best character ever in House of Cards and I'm just so pleased for her she's I know she's the best yes how about you um I have been sort of thinking about compiling a summer bangers playlist Mm -hmm. um we do these sort of those control f uh, online sort of listicle stories a couple times a week. So I'm going to put, put that together. Um, but I've been listening to the new album by Phoenix who, uh, haven't released new music since 2013. So it's been a while. They're, uh, sort of 
pop rock band, I guess, out of Paris, France. They're mm-hmm. French. And the singer is married to Sofia Coppola. Uh, and it's just a freaking amazing album. I've been a fan of theirs for like almost 20 years. So like they're just so good. I love them so much. I have the one big album that Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And uh, so I'll have to I'll have to revisit some of their newer stuff. I think everything from that album prior had a uh, like that album back had a very distinct sound. But the albums that they've released since then are kind of individual nuggets of themes like the last one had a very sort of like Japanese pop feel to it and this one is is very heavily influenced with like uh retro sort of Italian vibes like it's really cool and I'm into it and then of course we have to talk about the Royal Canoe and Begonia single yes that I I am loving I love it also so that will definitely be on my my playlist this summer yeah that is a wicked song that has a wicked video so yeah find that and watch it um and as always for more opinions such as the ones you've heard you can find us and the stuff we've written about in the newspaper as well as at winnipegfreepress.com and you can also find us on social media i'm at naya rabble on twitter and instagram which is just my name backwards and i am jen zarati on both and we will see you next week Bye.